Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Opinion Line on Corks 96 FM. Good morning. Good morning. I absolutely support this 100%. Um, so we do have a really high rate of drug-related deaths in Ireland, and heroin is implicated in, in many of these. I think it's about a quarter of the overdose deaths in Ireland. In, in um, Cork, we have an estimated 500 heroin users. And these centres have been really successful all over the world, like primarily Australia. There's examples in Europe, uh, Canada, the United States has also been, you know, creating these facilities. And in these facilities, there have been no recorded overdose deaths, not one, because people are supervised. They're in a safe environment. You know, they have access to clean needles. Uh, they can dispose of the needles safely. This reduces the risk of children finding these needles, you know, on yeah. the street and things like that. Um, another factor which isn't too prominent in Ireland is uh, fentanyl contamination, which is a really huge deal in the United States. Or there's a fentanyl contamination crisis. Yes, yes. I've, I've read about that, actually, Kira, and it's very serious. Yeah, it's very serious. And it doesn't appear to be a huge problem here. Now, I'm going off the... Um, Health Research Board statistics from 2019, I think they were published, but they refer to sentinel-related deaths in Dublin. But that was years ago. Now, um, from what I understand, there's been a delay in publishing new research like this due to COVID. Mm. Um, So there might be further delay, but I'm really hoping to see some updated statistics on this, especially around the fentanyl, because considering the international nature of the black market drugs trade, we well could be getting contaminated drugs here. And, you know, we wouldn't really know because people don't often test their drugs when they really should, which is another service offered by the safe injection facilities. They'll check your drugs. You bring your drugs they check them for you. They can determine if they're contaminated. They can tell you what they are. You know, there are um, drug drug checking kits available in head shops, but you need to learn how to use them properly, you know? So if you have a substance and you, you test the substance with this kit, it doesn't tell you what it isn't, you know? Yeah. It will tell you if it's heroin or not. It'll change color. They're color reagent uh, testing kits. But it won't tell you what you have you know, but you don't have what you think you have. But do you still take them? But people don't really, you know, people don't really have the education and the awareness. And this is something we need to be teaching, you know, people in secondary school, essentially, when they begin to experiment with substances, you know? Yeah, yeah. You see, one thing that comes up, Kira, when you have a discussion like this um, is, and people will, they'll ring up and say, but but why would you open a centre and use resources to allow people or to facilitate people, to enable people take an illegal drug. Why would you do that? Well, people are going to take them anyway. 
and it's much safer for individuals, the individuals who use these substances, and the communities, the wider communities. It's it's safer to use these sites. You know, I've mentioned the re- reduced risk, risk of overdose and infection. You know, checking the substances is part of that. Um, but these centres can actually take pressure off the HSE um, by you know preventing these overdoses and having yeah. not having people have to you know access emergency services themselves. And they also act as an avenue for people to to seek uh, recovery services yeah. if they choose to. Yeah, well, if you, if you want help, it's a good place to start to ask for it, I suppose. Exactly. So I don't think we should view these facilities as an other because addiction is, it's a, you know, it's a health issue, you know? So these services should be funded by HSE, if you get what I'm saying. I do, I do, I do. The other yeah. question that would come up, and I'm sure someone will, will, will either text or, or message in and say, well, Kira, would you have one of these centres across the road from your house? Where are we going to put them? Actually, um, you know, an analogy which I love, comparison I'll make, which is, um, I actually am very close to a pub, which is a safe consumption site, but for alcohol, which is, you know, a psychoactive substance. It's legal. However, it's the most harmful substance one can use. The most dangerous drug that's out there, the most damaging drug that's out there is one that's perfectly legal to buy over the counter in, in hundreds of different places. And probably, I've been, more than one person has said to me before, more than one expert has said to me before, Kira, if they invented alcohol now, we'd ban it. Oh, absolutely. We absolutely would. You know, but like the reason these substances are banned aren't, they're not based in science, you know, it's, it was, you know, moral outrage and there was a lot of kind of racism involved in, in the prohibition of, of substances, you know, and we're only kind of starting to move away from that now in the last, mm. you know, 10 plus years when we've realized that the war of drug, on drugs has failed, you know, and put, put people at more risk and cause more problems, more death. There's a great guy at UCC that I've spoken to, a man called Pat Leahy, and he's a big believer in, in harm reduction. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that too. <laughs> yeah, his belief is, well, look, they're going to take these things anyway. So can we at least help them to make sure they don't kill themselves in the process? Yeah, like that's the main goal. I mean, like the question is, the questions here are, do we want to save lives? Do we want to make our communities safer? You know, I, like I can, um, there was a, a study I read uh, about uh, one of the centres they opened in Sydney. It was an older study. It was, I think, the late 2000s. But, uh, you know, they kind of queried businesses around the area and, you know, people in the community. And um, they reported seeing less needles around the place, seeing less people, you know, injecting. It made a huge difference. It was, you know, like 75% plus differences in, in, you know, seeing people, you know, using drugs in public public and discarding their needles. And, you know, I think I think that's more of a... It's more of a risk than having having a safe consumption site, which I, I, I liken to a pub, you know, because I view substances... They're substances, you know, they're, they're drugs, they're all drugs. There's, there's not good drugs and bad drugs, they're all just drugs. You know, drugs are inert. Yeah. Like, we have drug apartheid, like, it's fine to drink alcohol and caffeine, but you can't smoke cannabis or, or you know, do heroin, you know? Like, yeah. But I think it would be really helpful um, if people change the way they view substances, which also helps to destigmatize people, and that's the main problem here. Kira, you're very knowledgeable about all of this, and that's a compliment, by the way. Thank you. You're passionate um, about it, are you? I am. Uh, my interest in substances comes from a misspent youth, but I <laughs> recently did a psychology degree, and it's kind of always been an area of interest of mine, you know? Um, I'm currently doing psychedelic studies uh, in, in a, a post-grad program, so it's, you know, it's an area of interest. Psychedelic studies? 
Yeah, so it's um, <laughs> it's through University of Ottawa. It's a micro program okay. uh, which will lead to a master's eventually. I hope. So you're kind of doing a master's in tripping. Uh, yeah, like I just want to be, I'd love to be a professional trip sitter, you know, just kind of guide people <laughs> through the experience. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know we're laughing about something very serious, but your point stands. There's a case to be made for these centres. Absolutely. Yeah, we need them. We need them. Can I recommend a book before I go? Please. Okay, so the book I would recommend people who want to understand substance use better, get a more comprehensive understanding of substances and the history of substance legislation and policy, all of this stuff. There's a book called Drug Use for Grown-Ups by Dr. Carl Hart. He's a Ziff professor at a Columbia, Columbia University in New York, I believe. Yeah. But wonderful book. Highly recommend that to anybody who wants to understand substances better, the people who use them. You know, he's, um, he's a neuropsychopharmacologist, so he's been studying drugs for like 30 years. Uh, he grew up in, in a ghetto in my, Miami and saw crack cocaine ravage his community. Right. He, went, he went into substance use with a view that, you know, crack cocaine is bad. Uh, and it should be stopped, but that's not what his research showed him at all, you know? Fascinating. He is the man. He is the expert. So, like, I would I would implore anybody who wants to understand this better or is interested in substance use, like, I would implore them to read that book. It's a fantastic read. Kira, it's been a great conversation. Thank you. <laughs> it's been fab. Thank you. Quartz 96 FM. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.